You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, brought to you by Brent Earswealth. And speaking to me from the Four Ways office of Brent Earswealth today is Desmond Benneker. Now, Desmond, we've done this before on many, many occasions. Well, myself and your your colleagues have. It's all to do with retirement. And it just sort of occurred to me that it's quite pertinent at the moment because with everyone worried about all sorts of other things in their lives, you can maybe push aside a few other issues and they shouldn't be pushed aside, especially this current subject. So let me just read your introduction from the piece that you kindly sent me. It says the following... As the impact of a growing number of infections of the COVID-19 virus in several countries continues to dominate markets and drive down investment values, investors are increasingly nervous. The flood of information, you say, on a multitude of platforms makes it difficult to decide what to do. Beyond reviewing the situation and changing portfolio compositions where appropriate, the slowdown in business activity, self-isolation and now lockdown presents an ideal time to review an overall financial plan and take the time to fully understand how financial products function. Now, this is all to do, of course, with uh, guaranteed annuities or living annuities uh, for retirement. But I like the way you say, let's use this time in isolation to sort things out for the future. Oh, absolutely right, Lindsay. So this is an opportune time, especially for people as they approach retirement uh, and who now need to make the decision uh, on retiring, uh, which is the products that I'm going to be purchasing. So it's important to make the correct decision at the start because mistakes often can't be corrected later on. And, uh, you know, all members of uh, pension, provident, preservation or retirement annuities uh, on retiring have to make use of two-thirds of the proceeds to purchase an annuity. And that leaves them with a the decision, do I buy a guaranteed, also known as a life annuity or a living annuity? And with that comes a number of choices that need to be made. And the annuitant ideally needs the guidance of a suitably qualified financial planner. Yes, the first one is guaranteed annuities for retirement. I like the way you set out this article because it's one or the other and there's pros and cons uh, for both. But before we go into guaranteed annuities for retirement, in general terms, would you say that there is a certain type of person, a certain age group, a certain risk aversion or risk-taking annuitant that goes for a guaranteed annuity? That's, that's my first sort of general question. Yeah, so you're absolutely right, Lindsay. Uh, a guaranteed annuity would ideally be better suited for an elderly person with limited capital um, who needs to meet certain essential living expenses. Uh, the reason being that um, if at an advanced age you purchase the guaranteed annuity, the pension acquired would be higher because of the lower life expectancy and also the uh, annuitant would have the certainty of knowing that certain minimum essential living expenses will be met, which gives you the financial peace of mind that is needed. Tell me what it is, first of all. Let's de define what it is. I've got the first sentence, but then you can carry on from there. But I'll introduce it. A life annuity is, a is an insurance product, excuse me, purchased from a life assurance company. It pays a guaranteed monthly pension until the death of the annuitant. But obviously, that's not the whole story. Oh, no, absolutely right, because... You know, there are certain pros and cons uh, to almost every financial product. And a guaranteed annuity, that provides insurance against two risks, being longevity and investment risk. Uh, 
So the pension is paid until the death of the annuitant and ceases upon the death of the annuitant. And of course, then the capital is forfeited. A life annuity can be purchased on a single life or on joint lives. So in other words, you, you, you and your partner can have a single life annuity. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely right. This is often the case uh, with spouses where it's structured to pay either the same amount until the death of the survivor or it can be reduced on the death of the first survivor of the two spouses. And then naturally joint life annuities will end on the death of the last survivor. Give me an example. I like examples because then I can understand things a little bit better, especially when it comes to something as complicated and as daunting as, as retirement. You give me one here of a 60-year-old man can, uh, for example, currently obtain 5,644 per month per million risk-free. Maybe, uh, maybe embellish that point if you would. Yeah, so... Uh When you consider guaranteed annuities, it's all a function of age. The younger the annuitant, the longer the person is expected to live, and uh, the lower the pension uh, is expected to be. And again, with the two uh, variables that you consider, either a level income or increasing with inflation. In the case of a 60-year-old, given the current annuity rates, you could expect uh, that person to receive 5,644 per month risk-free, increasing annually with a rate of inflation or a constant amount of 8,910 rand. If, however, the annuitant was decided to delay retirement, meaning the insurance company has uh, less of a risk because the person is not expected to live that long, those amounts can be changed and increased to a guaranteed uh, amount of level uh, of 10,331 and uh, also a increasing amount with inflation to uh, approximately 7,101 rand. You say that the life insurance company will consider several factors when determining the annuity rate. And um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but number one is interest rates, number two, age, number three, gender, uh, number four, choice of annuity. The one that interests me at the moment is interest rates, because historically, interest rates are low in South Africa compared to uh, previous years when they've been as high as 25%. But at the moment, they're historically low, and they may be going even lower this week with the Reserve Bank. So does that affect your decision? when it comes to choosing your annuity policy? Oh, absolutely right. If you decide to purchase a guaranteed annuity at an, in, a, in a high interest rate environment, the expected pension is expected to be much higher. If, however, at the time of purchasing the annuity, the prevailing interest rate environment is low, then those annuity rates come down quite substantially. Okay. The proceeds of the life policy will be paid out tax-free on the death of the annuitant. That's the final question I was going to ask you. Tax-free, obviously very important. Yeah, Lindsay, what often happens because of the annuity ceasing on the death of the annuitant, uh, people often purchase an additional life insurance policy yes. in support of the annuity. So um, in the event of the person then passing on, and life insurance is paid to beneficiaries or to the estate, those proceeds will be paid out tax-free. Right, let's move on now to living annuities for retirement. Maybe you could explain exactly what a living annuity is compared to what you've just described. So a living annuity is classified as a life insurance policy. 
and the longevity and investment risk is assumed by the annuitant. No guarantees are provided, but in return, the capital is not forfeited upon the death of the annuity, and he or she has complete uh, control over the level of income and the underlying investments. Beneficiaries, in the event of the person passing away, beneficiaries can be nominated to inherit the remaining capital. Yes, you say longevity and investment risks are assumed by the annuitant. What type of person should be looking at living annuities? Living annuities should be considered by people who are who have enough capital, who can afford uh, to withstand the volatilities in the market, and also often people that are in poor health who are terminally ill, um, who want to draw down the capital sooner. Uh, would be uh, better served by a living annuity. It offers more flexibility in what is drawn down. And, and, and of course, the residual capital is left uh, is able to be left to the beneficiaries at death. Uh, in that environment, often a hybrid is possible, a combination between a guaranteed and a living annuity, where on the one hand, the one half provides for those essential expenses, but the other half would be available to offer flexibility and beneficiary benefits as well. Has that become more popular over the years? I mean, I've, I've had this conversation again, as I said in my introduction with your colleagues about this, uh, people taking something in between the two. Yes, it all depends on the level of capital that is available. If the capital is relatively low, then the annuitant hasn't got the luxury of purchasing a hybrid. But the minute the, the capital involved is more substantial, you are able to then provide for the essentials, and the race provides the flexibility and the beneficiary benefits, of course. You also say this, a living annuity can be switched into a guaranteed annuity, but not the other way around. Why is that? This is quite interesting. Um, you know, these are rules um, that we have to abide by. And initially, when I said it's so important to make the correct decision, this is actually what I was referring to. If an annuitant purchases a guaranteed annuity uh, in a low interest rate environment, offering a low monthly income, that cannot be corrected. So you have to live with what is on offer until the day you die. Uh, what we often recommend to people is in a low interest rate environment, purchase the living annuity yes. and then wait for potentially a higher interest rate environment that could possibly be a couple of years down the line, at which stage the annuitant is also older. And if the interest rates are then higher and the person is older, a larger monthly income can be expected. And what I like about living annuities is also sort of covered in your last paragraph here. Living annuities are currently not subject to Regulation 28 of the Pension Funds Act, which means there are no prescribed investment limitations. An annuitant could therefore gain 100% offshore exposure through RAND-denominated offshore funds to hedge against a depreciating RAND, which of course has been so pertinent, not just this year, but for so many years, um, probably 20, 30 years actually. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, th I think of all the benefits of living annuities, this is probably one of the most important uh, advantages for persons with more substantial capital, where you can gain offshore exposure through random-nominated offshore funds. 
you're not restricted by the limitations imposed by Regulation 28. And you know, as you have obviously seen, Lindsay, the the offshore returns, given the RAND depreciations, have just been phenomenal. And investors who who, who are able to 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 purchase the living annuity and get that exposure will be so much better off. And then also, you know, at, at the moment, very controversial is this issue of prescribed assets. Uh, you know, that can happen at a drop of a hat. And, you know, in our uh, advice to clients, uh, you know, should that happen, then the place to be is a living annuity where you would not have a percentage of your funds um, invested in government bonds or ESCOM bonds where there's a risk of default. Okay, you've described it very well. Even after all these years, I'm only just starting to understand it, but you've done it incredibly well, Desmond. Now, if you could just summarise the difference between the two products and strategies that we've just been talking about in very simple terms, if you would. Yeah, so when the annuitant needs to make the decision, Lindsay, it's important that he consults a suitably qualified planner. This planner would consider a number of factors, uh, the age, the health, the life expectancies, the needs of the dependent spouse, the available annuity capital, other available discretionary monies available for, for to meet living expenses, and then also the, um, the income needed for the desired lifestyle. Uh, also important to consider would be the expected macroeconomic environment, the returns that are potentially on offer, and the expected rate of inflation. The planner would obviously uh, view all these factors collectively and then offer an integrated solution uh, to the person about to retire. And hopefully that provides the annuitant with financial peace of mind. Very good. Desmond, thanks so much for your explanation. Desmond Benneker is a certified financial planner at Brenthurst Wealth in Four Ways in Johannesburg. And that was It's My Money. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.